Yep, it's come to that. Welcome to It's Not A Man's World podcast. This podcast is all about exploring how men deal with relationships in the modern world, from that initial message or hello, to developing a blossoming romance, all the way down to the times of sheer lust and desire. You will never know how difficult it has been for us to get this <laughs> podcast on. I am cradling a bottle of Corona. Tom, what have you got in your hand? I've got a can of Fosters as we talk to each other. Classy man. Uh, What can I say? What did the doctor say to you about drinking Fosters, though? He said I would end up in some form of hospital, but not quite yet because there are more serious issues going on. I thought he said about you struggling to, if you drink too much of it, you struggle to get it. (laughs) Anyway, the voices you'll hear come from let's say different measurements of the love thermometer i'm dan and i've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years i've had my fair share of good and bad experiences along the way i'm joined by my old university flatmate tom and i've known him for over 10 years and he's currently facing the challenge of the ever-changing dating world he would regard himself as properly single i actually think mate that we should maybe start um updating your tinder bio with things that you've okay. you've learned during this period of lockdown uh this period of self-reflection how does that sound to you yeah maybe i mean first of all i want to put on the record so everyone's clear i can with a few cans of lager in me don't worry about that ladies second of all i've learned many things over these past few few months whilst we've been doing the podcast but more so about myself during this period of isolation i think i'm slightly worried about getting out there and you know making sure that i'm actually in the room when i want to do things of a certain nature well you have been the master of socially responsible sex for a number of years you're so good (laughs) at it that most of the time you're not even in the same room it's happening oh god oh god it's got to that stage is it dan the insults just keep getting more and more ridiculous by the week socially responsible I'd probably say genitalia, but no, my luck, I'd probably miss theirs, so, and miss my own. Socially responsible use of genitalia. Um, how, how are you getting on another week into the lockdown? And the, the sun's come out, the weather's really nice, isn't it? Yeah. Oh it's, oh, it's been beautiful. The Easter weekend was nothing but a joy in terms of sunny weather. Uh, and I guess there's a thing about Brits when the sun comes out. Well, I guess the sun comes out, have the nipples come out? They certainly did in my case, mate. <laughs> Why did you not send any photos? Oh, well, I, I, I didn't want to get you riled up. Not whilst you're stuck inside with the girlfriend, apparently. Riled up. thing with Brits and when the sun comes out, it's like, let's walk towards the big bright light. Oh, it's the sun. Oh, it burns. I'll carry on walking so I'll get a nice colour. It's um, <laughs> oh, well, we, What is with this country when the sun comes out? Silly things, silly decisions. <laughs> You know, you know, the logic in that for most pale, pale people in this country is if you go a certain level of red, you'll then eventually go a certain level of brown. It's all it's all it's all long term thinking, Dan Wendell. Don't forget that. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just more worried about people going to the park still. Mm. You know, we've all we've all been told to self-isolate or keep our distance. Well, the first thing people do as soon as the sun comes out, go straight to the park. Yeah. Great idea. Well done. Well done. I um. I hope you were a little bit more sensible than then, Ben Wendell. I tried to be pretty socially responsible. So the feeling is now, mate, is if we abide by the rules now, how you know they are tough, they're difficult. We, mm. We're lucky we've got a balcony at our flat, so we were able to to oh, get nice. out and enjoy a bit of the sun. And I, I, uh, 
I put on the uh, the chef's apron on Saturday and cooked up a, an indoor barbecue. You know, one of those famous barbecues. <laughs> nice. you, you cook everything indoors and then eat it outside. So we, we did that. Um, oh, but it's, you know, enjoy yourself now and buy by the rules now. And then that means hopefully later, in, later on in the summer, in a few months' time, we'll be able to get out and enjoy it all together because I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen today a new so It's launching today, in fact, on Netflix, the show oh. Too Hot to Handle. Have you heard about this? No, no, no. You, you, my friend, are my Netflix update every week. So, what, what is too hot to handle? We don't, because well, of course we don't have enough of these dating shows already. T- ten young singletons from around the world. They come together, uh, and these are the people that you see, and they're quite easy to clock on the high street on a Saturday afternoon. You clock he or her, and you go, they love a shag. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a is certain that, look. There's some there's a certain look of someone that loves a shag. <laughs> Do they have it on their shirt or sorry, just a shagger? Yeah, just show yeah. 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 I'd say so. A badge, <laughs> wear it with honour, some people seem to do. Well, they've they've decided with this show, Tom, that they're gonna stick ten of them uh, on an exotic island. But the Ooh. catch is for those that love a shag, is that they start with a hundred thousand oh, wow. dollar grand prize, big pot of money. And every yeah. time there's a little bit of the old-fashioned hanky-panky, the entire retreat, the entire set of people lose money from that big pot. Oh, wow. So, so, basic, so basically, it's like Love Island, but if you get it on, it's a fine. Yes. No kissing, no heavy petting, no self-gratification. You know what that means? No wanking of any <laughs> sort. Even if you can do it without touching it. Which is a talent. That's Britain's got. So I've got that confused with Britain's Got Talent. Um, God, could you imagine that? Britain's Got Talent. Uh, hey, Simon. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! What are you doing? I'm sure that would get Amanda Holden's golden buzzer. Um, <laughs> no wanking of any sort. Anytime somebody is a little bit naughty, a couple is a little bit naughty, they lose money out of this big pot, and then it's divided up at the end of the what? experiment. What do you what think happens? on this one, mate? What happens if you shag the pot? <laughs> I don't think it's a physical pot. I mean, you've technically ruined the money for everyone else, so you might as well take it home. I, d- I just don't know where they find these people from. They continue <laughs> to find this stream of people that are willing to make themselves look absolute tits on TV. <laughs> would you want the money or would you want to find love, mate? Oh, that's a tough one. That's... I think being, being cold-hearted and calculated, I'd say the money. Of course you would. Of course you would. Of course we all want to find love, but if there's a decent pot of money there for me uh, not touching myself, or, well, if I ever got lucky touching others, you know. Always hope. <laughs> no, I think, I, think I'd, I think I'd take the money. Be sensible. Let's be frank, with enough money, you can buy love anyway. Exactly, mate. Exactly. That was what I was just about to say. I was going to say, what you do is you, you stay calm and calculate, you take the money, and then just go and spend it on birds. It's lovely. <laughs> Spend it on draining those blue balls. <laughs> Speaking of which, I will re- return to my Foster's can now. What are you going to say? I'm going to need four to five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. No, mate. More like 20 to 30 seconds. <laughs> right. The focus of our penultimate episode of the season. Where has time gone, mate? Oh, wow. can't believe it's uh, that close to the end already. Our focus for the podcast. What's next? You've dated... You've mated. You've passed all the obstacles that we've addressed on this podcast over previous weeks. 
how do you go about making that next step? How do you go about securing something a little bit longer term? Football analogy, Tom. How do you go about signing a long-term deal that the fans will be delighted about? Oh, yes, yes. Clap for that, clap for that. Enjoyed that pun. Tremendous work, Dan Mendel. It's about what are the key ingredients to ensure that the passion and the romance doesn't drift away? Well, I mean, that's a... That's a tough question. I mean, you've got you've got to figure out the path that which you want to go on with that person as well, and that will take time. I think I think the key ingredients to ensuring the passion and romance are there is first of all you've got to make sure that you've got that sort of connection. I think initially you can you can have something that's driven by sex or just a little bit of you know you want to have a bit of fun with someone, but I think eventually if you want to move into the long term, you've got to have that sort of I don't know unspeakable or indescribable in a way which i'm ironically trying to describe now connection with someone otherwise uh, i think quite honestly it'd be a bit tough to uh, to secure the long-term bag the long-term bag i'm sure her name wasn't bag <laughs> uh, i look like one i've got some thoughts on this i think it's about planning something tom uh, it's about keeping things moving forward focusing forward even early yeah. doors in a relationship i wouldn't be afraid to get things in a diary get things planning and it's about if you're going to go and plan a holiday it's about you talking about what you like they're talking about what they like and i think it's really important that you're you're compromising you're coming up with things you're putting exciting things in the diary keeping things focusing forward what are your thoughts okay. on that interesting i was, I was going to say because obviously naturally you have the most experience out of us too you know I've planned long-term relationships in my head, but not actually physically in the real world. I was going to say, how, how long do you actually plan for when you when you first sort of move into that stage of long-term with someone? Is it is it weeks? Is it months? Or is it is it even like years? It depends how bold you want to be, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. How bold, how confident you'll have. You'll have a feeling of the vibe. You'll you'll enjoy the vibe, and you, you'll know where the relationship is and how serious it is, and mm. you'll know at this point if you're looking to plan a holiday go away with someone i think you're you're already hoping that this can go on to be something that 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 is decent yeah I think you get a feeling of it all i don't i think you could be brave i think i think bravery and a little bit of boldness you're rewarded for that and i've got no problem with planning something even six months into the future something to look forward to in the in the diary and getting something that you can both sit around a table over a bottle of wine and talk about the kind of things that you want to do that's exciting i think that's focusing on the future i like that Dan Whittle. that's a good answer to that question i was i was going to just just add as well i think as much as you've sort of put in hard work to get to the relationship at that stage surely when you're moving into the long term you've then got a really graph to make sure you get it right and like you say that's probably about putting stuff planning stuff for the future so you've got something like you say to look forward to and go right this is where we're going this is where we're heading for it can get stale if you don't keep it exciting i think it's about mm. both of you wanting to keep it exciting looking forward to things planning things together doing things that they may like that you may like and that bond's only gonna grow a little bit stronger a little bit firmer that is something you can put on a t-shirt that's far better than that i'm a big <laughs> shagger i think <laughs> what 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 you said make something a bit firmer and a bit stronger i think that's a little bit dodgy for a t-shirt as well mate oh i think it's perfect i could see that <laughs> flying off the shelves in primark <laughs> oh god interesting one spoke to this about a couple of with a couple of people 
the, the question, do you have to change slightly to give a relationship a better chance of succeeding? What do you think on that one, mate? Oh, um, you know what? Honestly, I think you do a bit. I mean, obviously, again, I don't have much experience, but I think naturally you do mould yourself into different situations in your life and you do change a little bit of who you are. For example, when you go to work, you're a different person. You're more professional, hopefully. Um, and you, you obviously express yourself in a different manner that you would at home, where perhaps you're more natural, more comfortable. I think as well, I think when you're with your mates, you're slightly different to who you are when you're with your family. So I think, I think you do have to mould yourself if you're going into a relationship. I think you do, you do have to, I don't know, change little aspects of who you are. Speaking about yourself, Dan, obviously you've been in a relationship for many, 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 many years more than me. Would you, would you, would you say that you, you have to change yourself? I'm still significantly younger than you, of course, though, Tom. Just <laughs> I didn't like the fourth many there. Um, Oh, when you when you get to this age, you keep repeating words non-stop, Dan Windle. Non-stop, Dan Windle. Non-stop, Dan Windle. What's your age, young man? Well, I remember <laughs> your face. Did we used to hang out together? We were both a little bit younger. Um, <laughs> frail old man. Oh, don't worry, mate. I'll make sure that I'll make I'll look after you when you are unable to, you know, go yourself. Sh- sh- shall I just um, join the older uh, army bloke from a walk round? Try and help him raise a bit more money. Back to the point in hand. Yes. Um, I think that we can be, I don't know where you stand on this, I think we can be quite selfish when we're single. When yeah. you're single, maybe freshly single, you've been hurt by someone. Every, everything you do revolves around one person, yourself. What you want to yeah. do, who you want to hang around with, how you want to spend your time. And when you get into something that you would regard as a little more serious when it comes to a new relationship... I think that very quickly needs to change. It's about starting to fit that important person into your existing life. And I would go as far as saying it's about making an effort with their friends as well. Respect who Mm -hmm. else is important in their life. It's not about just muscling in and becoming the person that everything for them. This, you know, that isn't healthy. Change is good. And I think you can go on to make great friends as well. Where do you stand on that? I know you like being in control. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I am a control freak, Dan Windle, as you know. That's why tonight's podcast recording has been extremely annoying. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Like the the examples that I take are some of my mates who are now in long term relationships. They're they're basically married. They've got kids, you know, and they've had to make. I've noticed in their lives they've had to make sacrifices and change who not change who they are, but they've they've molded themselves a bit, but also they've developed friendships and relationships for, for other groups of people, which are obviously re- closely linked to their own relationship. And I, and I, and I definitely think that's a healthy thing. You know, it's always good to expand sort of your pool of people that, you know, um, it's always good to have a mate who perhaps does something that perhaps your old friends or family don't know about, you know? So I think, yeah, definitely when you, when you enter a new relationship, you've got to be open and, you know, start engaging with different people so that a you become stronger as a person but b also as a couple you've got a strong network around to help you if times ever did get tough mm. so just a couple of things to take out of that i'm not sure how someone is basically married <laughs> well what, what i'll say about that is obviously nowadays it's it's very tough to uh, live in the real world with people and obviously have the money to do things like get married and 
buy houses. We've got to a point now where I think, hearing your tone there, Thomas, yes. can't we just get you hitched? Is it necessarily <laughs> important that you like her? <laughs> I, th- I think at this stage, as, as the numbers start to add up on my age, I think the answer is no. <laughs> I think that network you're looking for sounds great. Network <laughs> of people. So really, the person that you're actually married to, do you need to like them a whole lot? <laughs> something to ponder (laughs) so basically i'm looking for a relationship with their friends and family as opposed to actually them if you like the family if you like her friends do you have to like her (laughs) that's very true i mean if you if you both had separate rooms in your flat why the hell not that's how charles and camilla do it i hear so (laughs) (laughs) sounds like harry and megan will be like that soon in america oh rumor rumors rumor we don't deal we don't we don't re- deal with rumour and speculation on this podcast, Thomas. You know for, that. For, for the sake of um, liable reasons, that's alleged, by the mm, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you managed to get us out of that multi-million pound lawsuit there. Thank you for that, Tom. For... We, do, we do have a couple of listeners in America, don't we? Oh, he's not, he's not Prince anymore, is he? Evening, no, Harry. <laughs> anyway, what are your thoughts on any of this anyway? We also want to hear from you as always your stories how you're spending this time locked up have you got any secret tricks to keep that relationship bubbling along we want to hear from you feel free to get in touch by either emailing it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or dropping us a tweet at not a man's podcast right time for another voice now um having watched the show quiz this week really good show over the last week on itv tom have you have you been able to catch any of it yeah, yeah. Literally, just before we started recording tonight, I, uh, I managed to catch the first episode. Actually, really enjoyed it. So, looking forward to uh, watching. Do you know how many episodes there are? Just three. Oh, just three. Okay, then I'll be I'll be watching two and three once uh, later this week, I guess. Excellent. So it's got the missus actually, the girlfriend, a proper title, missus. Uh, proper Sacr- title. A sacrilege that. Uh, it's got <laughs> her concocting a plan on how we can maybe trick our way to one million pounds. Uh, any thoughts on that one, mate? No, none whatsoever. We don't, you don't want to be an accomplice to a crime? <laughs> <coughs> I, I couldn't possibly comment. Anyway, time for her opinion. This is The Girlfriend. Early on, you've got to lay the foundations for the future. So I'll use like me and Dan as an example. Um, early on, we started planning stuff for far, further in advance because... We we just we're two people that likes to have lots of plans, likes to do fun stuff. We like going on holidays. And I think early on we booked a trip to New York for New Year, and I think that basically like let us both know that we could see a future with each other. I don't know. It just made us feel more secure knowing that we were on the same page with the relationship, and we could see it going somewhere. And it wasn't like a you know a Tinder hookup. It was actually. A relationship that we wanted to put our time in and we could see it having a future like even now like i booked something for next january like frozen tickets for um the west end and dan was like oh don't break up with me before then and it's always a running joke isn't it when you book stuff so far in advance like oh shit this person actually you know can see a future with me like a year in advance or however long just keep it fun as well like put fun plans in i think it's so important to keep your own lives i think um so dan actually asked me a question earlier about 
do people change when they get into relationships? And I think the point is that you shouldn't change. Like, your priorities change and they shift. But you, as a person, shouldn't change. Because I think someone's fallen in love with you for the person you are. Um, and it's less about you changing than them fitting into your life. It's like you shouldn't change for anyone. And I think if you do, then that's just the relationship not really working. Um, I think the person who you choose to be with should slot very well into your life, get on with your friends, get on with your parents, and just not take up all your time as well. Because I know from my experience, I've had previous relationships where I think I spend most of my time with that person. Like, I'd finish work on a Friday night, be at their house on Friday night, and wouldn't leave till Sunday, and there was no room for anyone else. I think it's so important to make an impression, whether that's a good impression or a bad impression, because I'm, I'd say I'm quite awkward and socially awkward when I meet new people. Like, Dan might say differently, but I know I, I'm quite introverted, um, so I don't really say a lot when I meet new people, because I'd rather hear what they have to say and try and build a relationship with people. So I think when I first met Dan's parents, oh, I was so ill because I just got back off holiday and I I think I, like, yeah, probably caught something on the plane and I just couldn't breathe. I was using my asthma pump every couple of hours, but I I pushed myself to go and spend the weekend with his family. And my God, I was sitting at the dining room table, not able to breathe. And his dad was like, how's my curry? And I couldn't even taste the curry because I couldn't taste anything. And I was like, yeah, it's great. And Dan had brought his friend as well, who she's lovely. She was so interesting. She had stuff to say and I had nothing to say. I couldn't I couldn't eat and breathe at the same time, let alone talk. So I think my first impression was probably shocking. And then when Dan met my parents, he brought a bottle of Prosecco and I didn't bring anything because I'd been ill all week and I hadn't left the house. The only time I'd left the house was to go to Waterloo Station to go and meet Dan's family so I just I was feeling shit and I don't think I made like the best impressions and I thought they must think I'm a mute but you know three years on I think I think they like me (laughs) so yeah I, I think it is important to make a good enough first impression with friends and family but it does build like even my friend when my best friend met Dan he was acting so weird and he threw himself under the table with cramp at one point and I just think people do get nervous when it's an important person in your life because they know it means a lot to you or it means a lot to them. So they want to make (laughs) that effort. Did you get nervous, Tom, when you first introduced me to your parents? (laughs) I do. I did, mate. I did. I do now when I talk about you. Uh, What did you think there then? What what the girlfriend had to say? Really interesting. First of all, um, where's my ticket for Frozen? Disappointed I'm not part, part of the group for next year. Um, but yeah, some really interesting points there. I think that final point about everyone's nervous, I think that's a really essential point when, you, when you're when you meeting new people for the first time because you don't know them, they don't know you. Everyone's sort of not necessarily got their guard up, but they're very cautious of how they're sort of portray, portraying themselves. And obviously the girlfriend's experience of meeting your parents sounds like a pretty rotten one, to be honest. Well, um, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because that is, an, we haven't mentioned it yet. That is another really important next step, meeting meeting the in-laws. Yeah. Um, the, the big do's and don'ts. Um, and I've always been, as you know, quite socially comfortable. Comfortable yeah. meeting new new groups, comfortable with people of all all ages. 
if anything, I'm, I'm probably a little bit old beyond my years. If anything, I'd probably be more comfortable with older people throughout my life anyway. So I wasn't necessarily nervous about meeting the girlfriend's parents for the first time, but but her her dad is quite a big, imposing individual. Um, and he was he was never going to make it straightforward for me. He likes he, keeping me. He likes keeping me on my toes to this day. Does he like his gin by any chance? No, no, not a big drinker. Not a yeah. big drinker. But then when the girlfriend drinks it all anyway, it's difficult, isn't it? <laughs> no, I I think you really really hit the nail on the head in terms of how you sort of approach meeting the in-laws. It it obviously can be extremely difficult. I think. I think your approach is probably the smartest one in, in terms of being open and being quite talkative. Obviously, naturally, some people are a little bit more inclusive, a little bit, you know, insular when they when they meet people for the first time and they, they put a guard up or don't want to say that much. But I think it is really important that you just try and be open and honest when you can. When you're meeting people, particularly in your partner's life, that are that are really important to them because they'll be nervous enough as it is because they're seeking approval from their from their loved ones as well i i must admit though mate that i didn't know how unwell the girlfriend was uh, <laughs> that know? weekend that she first met my parents then actually i you know i didn't it didn't actually become clear till a few weeks after and she was an absolute she was an absolute soldier that that weekend i never realized how unwell she was i never would have put her through it to be honest because my dad likes to He's, he's one of those uh, always likes to know if you like his like his cooking. He kept turning <laughs> classic, around to the girlfriend. Classic asked, dad move. Are you enjoying the curry? Are you enjoying the curry? She couldn't taste a thing. She was almost the colour of the curry. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girlfriend. Well, she she persevered and it paid off. Time for some uh, dear dumbass uh, when we give our advice on some rather different, rather edgy love dilemmas. Uh, I found one, Tom, a little bit different. Shall we get into oh. it? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Our first child is going to have my girlfriend's surname. Okay. I would like to take her surname too when we get married. My oh, wow. family hate that. Oh, wow. That's um, different. I'm 32 and my girlfriend is 30. We've been together for four years. My girlfriend is 30 weeks pregnant with our first child, a girl. Congratulations. I am not very close to my family, so surely, as we are the parents, our feelings come before those of extended family members. Short and to the point. My family hate that I want to take my girlfriend's name when we marry. That's a, that's a weird one. It's an, it's an interesting one, because I would be a bit freaked out by that. Say if... Um... One of my sister's boyfriends went. I'm I'm taking your your surname. I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that. So yeah, that is a bit of a weird one. But at the same time, if that person has no sort of connection with their own family, and they want some sort of identity, you can't really blame them if they want to take their partner's surname. But yeah, that's a it's a very very strange one to say the least. At the end of the day, you are the captain of your ship. That's it's up true. to you what you want to do. And if you aren't close to your family, you're closer to her family, then then do what you want. And this is a weird sir. Actually, you know what? You know what? It could his family's name could be weird. And he's just trying to ah, trying to dodge the bullet. That's a great shout. That is a great shout. Like his surname could be like Clusterfuck or something. <laughs> and, he, and he just wants a simple name like Smith. <laughs> her name's Maggie Smith. 
<laughs> and she doesn't want to be Maggie Clusterfuck, does she? <laughs> Who wants to be a clusterfuck? <laughs> exactly, mate. He a, exactly. He had, he had a woeful time in school. Poor old clusterfuck. He had no chance. No. Just everywhere. Walked through the uh, the playground. Clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. <laughs> had a woeful time. Of course he wants to get away from that. Imagine get him going to like family weddings and funerals just going, oh, clusterfucks everywhere. I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw him again. I saw the clusterfuck. <laughs> oh, poor old clusterfuck. Oh, there's but... not just one clusterfuck. There's two clusterfucks. Oh, the third clusterfuck <laughs> should come round the corner. <laughs> I'm just surrounded by clusterfucks. Fuck off, you clusterfucks. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think I think if your surname is that unfortunate, uh, yeah, it's not it's not a bad shout. Would you take the girlfriend surname if you ever got married? Um, it depends how strongly the girlfriend felt about it, but because there's a relationship there between her and my parents, the same as I got a relationship with her parents, that mm. I, I think that then traditions and and what is the norm takes over, doesn't it? But. It's about yeah. if there's no relationship, if there's no relationship for him between him and his family, and he's far close. He might treat her family as his as his family anyway. So it might it might feel very natural for them for the baby when it comes, and for him to take her name moving forward. Maybe he, that's what he wants to. That's what he wants to be. He wants to be a Smith moving forward. Certainly doesn't want to be a John clusterfuck anymore. Anyway, <laughs> so what have we learned this week, pal? Firstly, technology cannot be your friend. Absolutely, absolutely. Big up technology and it's sometimes complete and utter uselessness. What else have we learned? We've learned that it's sometimes decent to get something in the diary if you're looking to try yes. and keep a relationship moving forward, something to look forward to. Yeah, I think you've you've got to put that marker out there, it seems, to uh, to get yourselves ready for the future and have something exciting to think about as a couple. And that obviously naturally then builds the sort of long-term relationship that you have, knowing that you've got something together, which is yours, not anyone else's that you can look forward to. So, yeah, I think that's important, particularly as the, the weeks, months, and then hopefully years go on. Always good to become friends with the friend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's great to have a, a bigger network of friends, not just for yourself, but also for your family as well. I think developing that massive group of people that you know you can rely on if ever there's an issue or things become difficult, that you know you've got a strong foundation there. Also, I've just been thinking more on the idea of getting you hitched quite promptly. Okay, <laughs> you don't like the you don't like the wife. We've we've established that. You're wanting to get out of the house. You can't believe you've taken her name. You now can't believe you're Tom Clusterfuck. <laughs> Run off with the friend. What, Denise? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where Denise came from, by the way. Oh, there's the a first... Denise on your mind. Oh, she's a lovely girl. She comes past with her brush every day down the street. She's cleaning the street. Lovely girl. <laughs> How old is Denise? <laughs> 64 doing her duty always a pleasure mate we'll be back next friday for the final episode of the series expect some other voices to be involved as well you can catch us on acast apple podcast please subscribe rate and review the podcast if you can i think that's what they say mate isn't it hang on hang on a sec yeah definitely everyone do that but you said extra voices are you are you setting me up to get married on the final episode the plan is coming together Oh, God. 
Thanks for listening and continue to share with friends if you can. This time next week, he's going to be a clusterfuck. We'll see you next week. Oh.